Hi, Coffee and Convo listeners. I'm your host, Liz Bullard, and here's a quick ad before we get into our episode. Welcome back, Coffee and Convo listeners. It's your host, Liz Bullard. In this episode, I'm excited once again because we're going to talk about dream chasing and I don't think we talk enough about dream chasing when we think of like wellness, whether that's our mental and emotional health, but it's important to always remember that there's a dream living inside of you. And so I'm very excited to have Maya Gray here to talk about this. And so welcome, Maya. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about this episode too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so Maya, as I welcome you to the Coffee and Convo family, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell me, are you a coffee or a tea person? Okay, everyone. My name is Maya Suri Gray and I am most definitely, most definitely a coffee drinker. Um, I do, I do like chai tea sometimes, but I'm, I'm a coffee fanatic i'm not gonna call myself an addict but i'm a coffee fanatic i drink coffee every day um i think when you say coffee addict it kind of just sounds like more derogatory (laughs) but but um i I would i wouldn't be offended if someone called me a coffee addict but um i'm a filmmaker a musician a photographer um, I would consider myself an anthropologist. That's that's what I studied in in college. But really, yeah, it, it influences like every part of me because, um, just the study of people and cultures and you know how it impacts my films, my music, and and the things that I want to do in the world and help people ultimately. So yeah, that's pretty much it about me. I'm a Waterbury native, Waterbury, Connecticut. Really, native here to Waterbury. Yep, native. Uh, born, raised, still here, so. <laughs> Would you ever move or, like, this is, like, home for you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, my dream, speaking yeah. of dreams, is to travel the United States in an RV and or some type of vehicle and just live, like, a nomadic lifestyle for a period of time. Like, not forever, but... Um, so, just yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just to like see other places as well as like um, I love Waterbury, you know, because I was born here and because I was raised here. But at the same time, I I would definitely uh, move outside of Waterbury, even within still in Connecticut or like I'm open to pretty much live anywhere. I like so that is like my goal in life. I want to just, I have this little car, I have this little Fiat, and I want to drive her across the state, the the country to California and back. I would love to be able to go to every single uh, state in the U.S., um, but I, I'm like, that's a lofty goal. I'll start small with my dream, um, but I would love to do that, and I had thought I would do that once I had graduated with my master's, but then COVID hit. <laughs> so I went straight to working. Um, but I, I love that. And I love that dream. Um, what inspired you to go into um, anthropology? So first of all, I would say do it. Like, just take your car and go. <laughs> um, you know what, right? Just do it. 
Yeah. Um, but what really got me into anthropology was um so I just got my bachelor's degree um from Central in New Britain and it's a great school. And they have an anthropology department. And when you're a freshman, they just throw you into different classes that will meet your requirements. So I was literally thrown into an intro to anthropology. Um, I think it was intro, intro to intro to culture anthropology, or it might have just it might have just been intro to anthropology. Yeah, it was intro to anthropology, and I learned about like the five different folds of anthropology, like biology, linguistics, um, culture anthropology, mm-hmm. biological, all those types. Um, but I really, I was just amazed. Like this is like basically what I love. And I'm I'm very like I love learning about other people. Like just how other people live and like and how other people just live in within their own society. Like, um I've always loved documentaries and stuff like that. So I had a great professor and like after about two weeks of being in that class, I made that my minor. Mm. So that's what happened. <laughs> That that's awesome, and especially because it's not something you hear every day that someone went in and you know, like, yeah, I, I got my degree in anthropology, and I think for me, sometimes we live in kind of like the concrete. You know, you got to be like either like a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, something that is quote unquote attainable. Um, even I remember back when people were getting like philosophy degrees and stuff, and people were like, well, what are you gonna do with that? Um there's just something about chasing a dream, chasing a passion that is so fulfilling. Whether you you go and you make a ton of money or whatever, the value of the peace and the happiness of chasing your dream and achieving it, um, I think is quite priceless. I totally agree with you. And you just said it perfectly because a lot of times it's like, what we see in movies, what we see in all these different stories of celebrities and like of uh, uh, following their dreams and achieving their dreams, it's like that there's this end goal, which it, there definitely is. Like, say your dream is to become a doctor and then you become a doctor, but your dream, you could say, was achieved. But I think that our dreams like constantly evolve. Mm. And even for me, like my my dream at first like from when I really started taking life serious, like probably like junior year of high school, um, when I really started thinking about like, what do I want to do with my life mm-hmm. was to be a musician. And music has always been a part of me. I started taking piano lessons when I was like nine. My parents mm-hmm. forced me to take them. But eventually I just fell in love with music and just, you know, um, grew up in the church. So I sang in church and different things like that. But music has always been a big part of me so my dream was to become a successful musician have everyone know my music and all this stuff and that led me into making my own music videos because I didn't have a lot of money I was in high school yeah so I didn't have a lot of money I was like you know what I have a camera a really good camera back then so I was like you know what let me just try to make my own music video. So I started doing that and that led me into videography. So, wow. So my dream of being a musician ultimately led me to dream of now being a filmmaker, but I feel like music is still a big part of 
who I am and even with my films. So, you know, I, 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 I love that. I love that. And I love how you talked about dreams evolving because sometimes I think we can be very like linear or concrete with like, you have to dream to be what society says that you should be. And it, it, it's a dream. It's a passion. It should be bold and it should be whatever you want it to be. And I love how you talked about exploring um, one of your passions, which led you to another dream, because I think that really nails down the head that you shouldn't stop dreaming ever. I, I totally agree. Um, even as we age and I look at my dad and he he's a, okay, so I, I said that I was raised in the church, uh, more specifically, my dad was a pastor. So his dream is, you know, being a pastor and helping people um, with their lives and in any way, shape or form, as well as he has uh, big dreams with football coaching. So I've, I've seen him really just never stop chasing that goal. And he yeah. just turned 60 this year and he's still coaching. So for me, it's wow. so he's like literally living his dream. And I think like you said earlier of like what this idea of achieving our dream is, is kind of, fabricated by like society of telling us oh well you, you didn't make the your first million yet so technically you're not you didn't achieve your dream right but I think achieving our dreams is just going after what whatever we desire to be or whatever mm -hmm. we desire to do I, I love that our dream is chasing whatever we desire to do or be because especially I think in this world where we are surrounded by if you don't quote unquote meet your dream right so like kids want to go out there and be a basketball player they want to go out there and be whatever youtuber all these things that are abstract and i find sometimes when we're talking with kids there's this adult that's like well what happens if you don't become that what, what are you going to fall back on and i think our society limits you sometimes from being able to chase your dream and not have a fallback plan. And what I mean by that is I, you know, old movies and things where people dropped out of high school and then they were still able to be successful because there were so many opportunities. Life was different. Now things are so cutthroat. It's like every move has to be strategic. And I think that can really like choke a dream in I, because it, it limits the the fluidity and, and the freeness um, that just allows people to be creative and inspired. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like kids are like um, some of the best people to look to when it comes to our dreams. Uh, just being so curious to know that life is still unfolding for all of us, not just mm -hmm. kids. And we're still, I mean, when you really look at life, it's like we're all, obviously, we become adults and, and we learn how to drive. We are able to drink alcohol and all these things. But like we're still you know, still young, like 40 years on this earth, 50 years on this earth. It's, it's, it's a longer time, but it's really not when you think about it in retrospect of how long the earth has mm -hmm. been around and, mm -hmm. and just how long history is. It's like, we, you know, life is short. And for me, it's like, you know, we have to keep dreaming in order to be happy. And 
and mm. not to be so hard on ourselves. Uh, mm. Like you said, with dreams being so rigid of it has to be A, B, and C. Like say someone, their dream is to become an NBA star or an NBA player. And um, they're really good at basketball and they make it far in college and all this. Uh, but then they don't get to the NBA just yet. But what if they're what if they're dream of being an NBA uh, wasn't actually their dream, but their dream was just to be really good at basketball. And maybe they end up playing in like another, um, another arena, another like league. Uh, And like you said, with it being so rigid, it puts pressure on people. Like if they don't Mm -hmm. make it to that specific one, then they're not successful and they didn't reach their dreams. Absolutely. Because like you said, life is still unfolding no matter if you're 80 years old, 90 years old, you know, life, every day that you get to wake up, life is unfolding. There's still life out there waiting for you to be inspired. And, and like you said, when you chase your dream, it keeps you happy. And when you think about people that have aged well, meaning like, you know, their mind is still intact, they have peace, you know, they never stop dreaming. They never stop chasing something whether that's just to see their family grow whether that's to just be in a state of happiness and being centered but i i think we were designed to chase our dreams and as you were talking um do you think it can be taught do you think that you can teach people to chase their dreams or to remember how to chase their dreams i think that you can I think that you definitely can, but I don't think that you can force it on somebody or make them the, make them believe that their dreams are attainable. Mm-hmm. Like for for me, like I was raised in a really positive environment where my parents, like when I told them I was going to school to to study filmmaking, they weren't like, um, "You're not going to make any money. Like that's not that's not like a good career path." Like they were just like, "Okay, whatever you want," and that's kind of how I'm going to be with my kids because. If they want to be um, literally anything, like I literally, if they want to be a mechanic, if they want to be a pharmacist, like like any dream is a possible, but I think if you, you know, start when people are young, it's definitely easier. But like you said, can we teach adults to, to dream again? I think that we can, but I think that we have to, as a community, like support each other. Like for for me, um, being a part of this podcast is is me supporting your dream, and you having mm-hmm. me on your podcast is 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 you supporting my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if if everyone could just believe in each other and believe in themselves, then everyone's dreams could really come true. Um, because there's support system there, and people know that if they try something that at least someone is going to be there to, to, to aid them. And I I think the only way to teach people is just to kind of just get them to open their mind again. I I mean, that's absolutely beautiful from getting people to open up their mind again, because there's a, a vulnerableness in dreaming, right? Especially then when you share that dream to someone, right? Because that opens you someone up to be like, well, that's stupid. Or why do you think that you can do that? Right? Like dream is so fragile 
And I think that's why as children age and become more aware of others and become more self-conscious, people stop dreaming because it means to be vulnerable. And it's like, what happens if I don't achieve it? But I, I think it's important. And I love how you said about it really is about a support system because if I'm able to achieve my dream, that allows me to have freedom enough to help you achieve your dream. And then you can help someone else to achieve their dream. It's just, it frees you up instead of being in a place of bondage or in a place of bitterness. And I think that's what we see a lot when we see people that are truly free. Um, I feel like in society, we call those liberals. <laughs> when we see people that are you know, chasing their dream, there's always someone to say, well, we can't do that, right? We can't live in a world where everyone is free or everyone has peace or where we have healthcare or where people can aspire to be whatever, right? You have to only have success if you do X, Y, and Z, but how beautiful a world were to be if we just said, you know, just do you, do what is authentically you and I'm going to support you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think people would be happier as well because mm-hmm. they're not like they're not just trying to live to make others happy. Um, you know, I mean, ultimately, it, it's nice to, to make other people happy. But, you know, you have to have like inner peace and inner happiness first mm-hmm. in order to, to, to be able to help people and and stuff like that so I feel like when people are living in in, and doing careers and in fields that like they really genuinely uh, sometimes dread Mm -hmm. and then we wonder why uh you know people are unhappy it's because you know we're forced into uh to decide on a career that will make more money but won't make us any happier right uh instead of just going for what we want Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like sometimes when you you look at, um, especially over the pandemic where like a lot of people, young people, like 30s, 40s, were were dying from like heart attacks because of stress and all these other things, um, the pressure cooker that is society. Um, it's like, could that ha- person have had a little bit longer if they would have just dreamed out loud, if they would have been a little bit more authentic? You know, in this world, we are so limited um, in what we are able to attain often, you know, uh, and if you're able just to dream and say, you know what, I'm just going to, even if your dream is like, I'm just going to walk down the street uh, and play in the rain. Just do that. Be authentically <laughs> you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think sometimes we get caught up in like dreams have to be so big, but your dream could just be like, I'm going to sleep in on a Saturday. Like, just do that. Exactly. Exactly. And um, like you said, it, it, it changed from person to person. And I, I know a lot of people say like, don't tell people your dream, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to say one of my dreams right now uh, related to, like you said, it doesn't have to be this uh, crazy idea, but my dream is really to, to own a a tiny home and you know where we live in waterbury um those aren't allowed so my dream is to maybe buy property wait no they're not allowed and my i mean i i've been obsessed with them for years now 
And now that I'm getting older, like it hasn't changed. Like I still dream of that, uh, just simple living. And, and and maybe one day I I won't feel like I want a tiny home anymore. And I want to, you know, a a normal size home. But for me, tiny homes are just so affordable and they give people uh, a way exactly people that don't otherwise have the opportunity to own a, a normal home. They can own a smaller home and, for me, that my dream is is to bring that here because you know on the on the west coast and even down south, like they're totally allowed. Everyone's doing it. even Massachusetts, they're allowed and they're legal. Um, but here, my like not. you're blowing my brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, oh. I'm, we're gonna have to have you back on here and talk about housing because that's just bizarre to me because housing is so expensive. Like you won't allow people to have a tiny house. Like you're that petty. (laughs) (laughs) No, really? Like, and how does it affect someone else? Like, why is my tiny house affecting your house or affecting your, uh, like whatever. Exactly. And and you know, what's strange. Um, I've been, you know, ever since I made that documentary and, and worked with neighborhood housing here because it was watery of Waterbury. Um, speaking of, I did just get a job there, so that's where I work right now. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love the yeah. people, the staff, and just being able to help people, especially now with COVID. But, like, what I noticed is uh, that the square footage of most of these houses is over a 1,000. So, and I'm not sure the exact zoning. Like, I still have to look into it of, like, what is the minimum um, square foot square feet that you can have within a house mm-hmm. uh, but I know it's definitely has to be more than uh, at least a thousand because I'm just looking at all these different homes and it seems like none are less than a thousand so to me that's I'm just it's just my dream and uh, I, I I think it would just bring because like like I'm a single mom and I have two little boys and for me like it, it would probably if I worked out enough it would probably possible for me to um you know get a mortgage and eventually own my own home but you know I just I I feel like my dream is to own a tiny home and uh to be able to just have property and maybe have other people live in their tiny homes on the property and like have like you know garden that we we could use a whole community of tiny homes exactly and I think for Waterbury it would be a great opportunity to make a name absolutely absolutely like thank you for for being open and vulnerable enough to share your dream um because that's amazing and as you were talking about like on the west coast and even in massachusetts being able to have a a tiny home and then being in this community here where you're not able to do you think that part of dreaming you need to be exposed to different things so like sometimes like my heart aches because there's a lack of exposure to so many different things locally and i i know that i'm able to have and dream out loud and have different experiences because i've either watched things from around the world or i've left waterbury i've been exposed to people who aren't from here and so you know do you think exposure your surrounding is contributes to your ability to chase your dreams or be a dream chaser 
I think I would say like yes and no. And the reason I would say yes is because, like you said, you've been out of this area. You've been out. And when you travel out, you realize there's other people out there. There's mm-hmm. other um, concepts of like really being able to do whatever you want as far as like career paths or like anything that you desire to do. And for me, people like, you know, there's that quote, uh, I think it's actually in the Bible too. It says, uh, a prophet is not accepted in his own or her own Mm -hmm. hometown. And I think when you step outside of your comfort zone, even if it's for a week, even if it's for like a month or a day, um, well, hopefully more than a day, but just to see something else and and experience people that don't know you or have never like Mm -hmm. seen you and aren't from where you're from, then you kind of see that, oh, wow, maybe I can do this. Uh, maybe maybe there is opportunity for me. But then I would say no, mm-hmm. um, because I think that you don't really necessarily have to leave, but maybe you have to leave the surroundings, whether that's people or an environment that is telling you you can't or just making you feel like you can't, if you feel Mm -hmm. stuck, you know, then I would say you need to just leave the people or leave the environment because otherwise it's just trapping you to not follow your dream. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I love how you said sometimes you, sometimes you have to change up your support system because if they are not encouraging you to dream out loud, if, You know, sometimes you could be around people that want to take your dream because they're like, well, if you dream bigger, that means I got to dream bigger and I'm too afraid to dream bigger. (laughs) You know what? So being really aware of who are you around? Are you around people that inspire you? Are you around people that um, continue to encourage you to dream? And I'm so very grateful, uh, Maya, for you sharing all this and inspiring me to dream again and to dream bigger. Um, because I think you need to surround people, surround yourself with people that remind you um, to continue dreaming. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And um, sometimes it's like people that we love, like, you know, mm-hmm. people that we love just because we love them or they love us. Um, it doesn't mean that, that, they're going to support our dreams, but that's not a good thing. You know, Mm. Uh, I feel like it's easier for me. Like if I find out one of my friends is about to like start a clothing line, like I'm going to buy one of their shirts or I'm just, I'm going to go out of my way, even if it's not like financially to like promote it or or Mm -hmm. tell people about it. And I think that everyone should do that but there are people who 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 genuinely don't believe in their own dreams Mm. so there's no way that they can believe in yours if they don't believe in their own wow that that's powerful right there you know how can you support someone else's dream if you don't believe in your own and i think that's such a call to action right you reminding yourself to 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 take care of your dream to nurture your green your dream um because that's only going to help you be able to pour into someone else because you're going to know that, yeah, you know what? I remember what that place felt like when I wasn't able to dream. I remember when my dream felt impossible and 
I know what it's like to achieve my dream and to chase it and to have such joy. And so again, um, very powerful words. And so thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you. My, my last question before um, I ask you what's in your cup is, what would you say to someone out there who's listening and they're just like, I forgot how to dream. I forgot how to support someone else's dream. Like, what is something that they can do to start dreaming again? Okay, so, oh my goodness. I would I would literally, like, if, if they were in front of me or, like, if you're hearing my voice right now, the, the things that I would say to you is to get clear with, like, what your dreams actually are. Like, you may need some alone time. And I think that people don't appreciate alone time as, as much as we should these days. Even with, like, just put your phone upside down so you can't see it and, you know, get off social media for a second. Social media is great for promotion and stuff, but a lot of times it can be distracting and also make us forget our own dreams because we're seeing mm-hmm. other people, like, doing right. You're li- like, well, my dream is small. Look at their dream. <laughs> exactly. And they're, they're living these um, – promoting the good things in their life so it seems like everything is good but it it may not be as it seems but what I would say to them is just get off your device get off your devices for a solid like hour and a half and just write down like on a piece of paper and pen like or pencil whatever like what your dream is even if it's multiple things and then I would say also once you do that to make a vision board because there's so much power in visualization, like just seeing, like say you want a Mustang, like you really just really want a Mustang car, and you see that Mustang like on your vision board every single day. There's been like literal proof and uh, of people like visualizing something for a period of time and then them being able to get it, and the, we can do the same thing with our dreams or our visions or our goals, like. Write it down on a piece of paper first and then print out a picture of it or get a picture of it and just put it on a board, even if it's multiple things. Say you want to save like, um, you know, $5,000 in one year, then just put that on a board and and know that there's power in seeing something every day because our mind doesn't know if we're just seeing it and if, it, if we own it or we're just seeing it. So I would say you got to trick your mind into believing that you can have it and you do have it and then once you do that you know just just be grateful for what you already have and then know that that that's on its way fantastic fantastic um because again it it starts there it starts with just saying like okay I'm going to put it down I'm going to be vulnerable enough with myself in this space and I'm going to put it down and yeah. then I'm going to put it up and, and put pictures and reminders. So every time I get discouraged, I'm going to look at what I'm fighting for. I'm going to look at what I want to move towards. Um, and that, that's absolutely um, beautiful. And um, my, I need to have you back so we could talk about housing. Um, please keep me posted. I want to help you reach your dream of a tiny house. Um, listeners, if you are out there and you are live in a tiny house community, if you know how to, to start this and how to break down barriers in this, please reach out to the Coffee and Combo family so I please. can connect with Maya so that we can, can get a tiny house community um, because it's possible. It's possible. It definitely is in... Uh... 
to, just to to own something is, is I know that it it definitely makes people feel better because they don't have to worry about being put out like we discussed in the documentaries like knowing that you have a home even if it's tiny like knowing that is just so reassuring um and so for me I'm I'm gonna really um I feel like I got this job at Neighborhood Housing Services of Waterbury for a reason. Like, everything happens for a reason. I feel like mm-hmm. I got this job for a reason. And maybe it is to just, like, get people thinking about tiny homes in Connecticut and alternative living in Connecticut because... Absolutely. Maybe it's the way. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And as someone who had a dream for, like, a long time to own a home yep. and then finally doing that, I mean there's no better feeling than to be able to look around and say, wow, look at, look at my dream um, here in my hands. And so. Um, oh, can I just say one more thing? Absolutely. Of that. Uh, be It's to me, you know, when, when, if, and the thing is, if you are probably to tell someone, I, I don't know your circle, or even for me, if I were to tell someone like, I want to own my own home uh, by myself off one income, you mm-hmm. know, they're, well, you you know you you probably should wait for Girl. your your man yeah. or or <laughs> your significant other to come along and and give you like fifty fifty. So you know I don't right. think you can do it by yourself. But you proved as well as your Richard Lopez, who was also in the documentary. Like mm-hmm. you can do it by yourself. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I think that it goes back to like when you have a dream there's always people to say, well, I can't do that. So you can't do that. And even if they don't recognize that's what's bubbling up in them, you know, just because you can't see yourself living someone else's dream doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that's not in their life plan and their life destiny and their God given ordained path. And so um, I just think it's, you know, whatever your dream is, go for it. Go for it, go for it, go for it. If that passion is inside of you and it is burning, go for it. If you were looking for the, the permission, the, the confirmation, go for it. Live out loud and live your dream um, so that you can have that peace, that you can have that inspiration and so that you can help somebody else. Absolutely. I can, I can, you couldn't have said it any better than that. Maya, this has been fantastic. Please, any last words before I ask you my final question? Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you for having me again. I, I look forward to coming back. I I, I feel like Please. we vibe really well. Um, and I would say, you know, if if anyone was looking to um make any type of documentary of any sorts, I'm here, and I would love to. I would love to help them in that, and um. Yeah, just reach out to me. My Instagram is Maya Suri Gray. That's M Y A S A R E E G R A Y. And that's my full name. And I just thank you guys for listening. And, and Liz, thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And please share a little bit about your most recent documentary and how people can find that. Yeah, so my most re- most recent documentary uh, is called I Want to Buy a House, and it was a collaboration with Neighborhood Housing Services of Waterbury, my current job. And um, basically, it was about homeownership in Waterbury and how uh, 60% of Waterbury are renters. And 
the rest fall into homeowners uh, or uh, other types of things. But that's a that's more than half of the people living here in Waterbury are mm-hmm. renting. And it kind of people wonder why people don't take pride in in the city and things like that. It's because they don't own anything and mm-hmm. they have to uh, re- rely on a landlord. And 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 rent is so expensive. And, and since COVID is going up, so oh my gosh, girl, talk about it. <laughs> it's like oh my, it's like you want me to pay how much for living on living on the where? Like mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, but we we have to kind of take ourselves more serious as as people of this city and just knowing like we deserve better um Mm -hmm. what even if we are renting shouldn't it be more affordable you know what i mean and so Mm -hmm. that that documentary um this is was also a featured in it because she's a recent homeowner home buyer and um that's kind of what we discuss and also past redlining and things like that that happened in this country and maybe how we can amend it at some point um and just trying to catch up with uh, privileges that other people have been given. Uh, so you can check, you can find that on YouTube. If you literally type in, I want to buy a house, and then you just type in Maya Sabrique, you'll see it there. And you can just check it out. It's about like 30 minutes long. And you'll fi- you can find out more about housing and home ownership as well at Neighborhood Housing Services of Waterbury. And listeners, for those of you who are listening who might have caught it, it will be in this episode bio, the YouTube link, and how to connect with Maya. Um, Again, thank you so much for stopping by. And Maya, my last question is, what's in your cup? And this is where I ask my guests and my listeners to think of three things that they need to add to their their cup to to have a better day, a better week, a better moment. And so Hmm. while you think of your answer, I'll give you mine. Okay. So I am super uh, inspired and I really just want to like remember to dream and to dream wild, crazy dreams. And so I want to have creativity in my cup so that I feel like I have this space to, 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 to dream. I want to have vulnerability so that way that I can just feel not afraid to dream. Even on the inside of myself, if I don't share with anyone, just being vulnerable enough to say, you know what, I want this. This is what I want. And um, I'm going to add space. I want room uh, in my mind and my heart and my soul to just receive my dream. Sometimes we dream, but we don't give ourselves permission to receive it. We don't feel that we can have it we don't feel that we deserve it mm. and I want the space to remove doubt and just to have a welcoming space for my dream so I'm adding creativity vulnerability and space my oh that's life. beautiful that's beautiful <laughs> um so I literally thought you were talking about what I'm sipping on right now I'm sipping on oh, absolutely tell me what are you sipping on a caramel iced coffee uh, Ooh, that's yeah, home- homemade homemade um, homemade yeah I, i'm like i'm a i'm a i drink hot coffee and iced coffee but uh my uh, we're gonna have to do a live where you you show me how to make it yes that would be great that would be awesome <laughs> um but i would say in my cup uh right now just connectivity with others and because this has been a great conversation and just really inspiring for me as well uh just to remember to that we need other people Mm. Um, positive influences so just being able to open myself up to not just be 
uh, in my own world, but just also to connect with people. Um, so this has been great. Uh, mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, would be just a motivation uh, mm-hmm. to to continue and and know that my dreams are ahead if I take keep taking step by step every single day and just remembering and working towards it. And then lastly, would just be peace. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it's overwhelming when you think of your dreams, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, oh. But I, I heard someone say, you can't ask how because that just defeats the whole purpose. You just have to believe that your dreams are going to happen. You don't know how because you, you're not you're not in tomorrow or next week or next month or next year or you're not in the future. So we just we can't ask how. We just have to ask uh we ask uh, when, but if we ask when, then it, it, it's, it's asking all these questions and we just have to believe in it. So mm. the main thing would just be to know like peace, peace that it's going to happen, pe- pe- peace that it's going to happen and, and letting go of the house. And for me, I'm, I'm a very like logistic person. I, and I try to look at the steps of everything. So sometimes it's hard, but other than like, changing habits and stuff like that just kind of getting peace that it's gonna it's coming and it's on its way that's a beautiful place to pause uh, until next time because you know again getting rid of those hows it's a dream give your permission to just dream without knowing the steps just yet those will come absolutely absolutely Maya, be well. Listeners, be well. And remember to find Coffee and Combos on Facebook, Instagram, and the CoffeeCombosLiz.com website.